1: This is the Busted Open
2: Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156.
1: Welcome to the Busted Open Masters Class Podcast exclusively on the Busted Open Podcast. It's myself, Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray, and Mark Henry, and each and every Sunday we drop a new class right here on the Busted Open podcast. So, gentlemen, how are you today? Awesome. We got a little bit of a WrestleMania
3: hangover and a Busted Ooh. Open Dave LaGreca roast hangover.
1: Oh, I like it. I like it. Mark, Bully, Tommy. I think everybody has a little bit of a WrestleMania hangover. And speaking of WrestleMania, we're going to take one little WrestleMania trip right here on the Masters class. How about this? We are Check out look my cleavage.
3: Oh, Check out my cleavage.
1: Bully is wow. showing us his,
4: wow. his cleavage. That. Wow, now look at that. that, you're,
1: now, look that, at that you're,
3: now that
4: you're muscular, it's called striation, <laughs> Striations. not cleavage.
1: Striation
3: Know my, the body <laughs> guide terms. <laughs>
1: It's a tig Bitty Thursday right here on Busted Opens the Master's Class with Bully Ray. So we appreciate the audio uh, word picture that you just painted, Bully, of your chest. But that being said, let's go back to WrestleMania because we're going to look back on the greatest WrestleMania entrances of all time. We saw a a bunch. WrestleMania 38. Uh, Edge was phenomenal. Uh, I mean, mean, Bianca Belair was fantastic. We had a lot of great entrances at WrestleMania 38. But did we have any that might be the greatest of all time? So we are going to do that right here on the Masters Class. And I know for you, Bully, you're going way back with your favorite entrance of all time at WrestleMania.
3: Mine is not really ultra memorable or... That huge of a deal. But it stuck out in my mind because it was so different. Me and Tommy are lucky enough to have come up in a company that always went against the grain, always went in the opposite direction of what the rest of the wrestling business was doing. If the wrestling business went left, ECW went right. And my favorite WrestleMania entrance is by one of the guys who went in the opposite direction all the time. And that's Rowdy Roddy Piper. WrestleMania three, if you guys remember, which obviously you do, hopefully the fans remember. And if the fans don't remember, go to the WWE network on Peacock and check out all of the WrestleMania three entrances. They came to the ring in like those giant golf carts or those giant lifts because the, the, arena you know the the pontiac Silverdome was so huge they needed to get the wrestlers from the locker room to the ring as quick as possible so they were kind of like on motorized lifts and it probably cut the time in half to get to the ring piper versus adonis was like the third or fourth match i want to say it was the third match and piper did not take one of the carts to the ring he walked And in walking to the ring, he did something completely different than anybody else on the rest of the show uh, had done so far or was going to do until the main event when Hogan decided to walk to the ring. However... Piper did it first. And in walking to the ring, I believe he commanded the uh, attention of the audience that much more his swagger, his strut, his bravado. It's just that Piper way uh, of, of strutting to the ring as if he, even as the baby face carries himself as better than everybody else, just such swag to him and to me it was a memorable wrestlemania entrance it's a sleeper wrestlemania match you know with mania 3 every talks everybody talks savage steamboat and they talk talk about hogan and andre go back and watch adonis and piper adonis and piper is as good as if they, I'll just say as good as those other two um, matches in their own in its own right because of the story that it told. In the end, uh, Piper shaves Adonis's head. The people are going banana, as Pat Patterson would say, and that's they my sleeper.
1: Banana. And the people they go banana, and that's it. That's what I got, and, Mark and- Tommy. Well, really quick, before we get to Mark and Tommy's, you're absolutely right about that match at WrestleMania three. That would never have happened today. I'm sure if they had a set where Hogan's going to come out, walk in that aisle, they wouldn't have Piper walk that aisle. By the way, too, that match hair versus hair match, and also Piper's retirement match because he went on to make movies for a while before coming back to the WWF. So that was an extremely significant match, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, Bully, an underappreciated, underrated match from WrestleMania three. So, Mark, what do you got? Greatest entrance of all time.
2: Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let y'all know that, um, first off, I'm a big M&M fan. So, like the
3: chocolate, the chocolate M&M's or the yes, rapper M&M's?
2: exactly. <laughs> that being said, Mr. Bully Ray, um, when John Cena did the army of John Cena's, like Eminem did the army of M&M's going out on stage, um, and the guys were so uniformed, like military, with the way they, they walked down all the way to the ring, on both sides, and then they came together like a like a military routine, and they all just had their heads down, like you know, um, kind of bowing to the ring, and then you hear John Cena's, <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 and those guys <laughs> split over, and then they they did like a uniform salute together at the same time. And then all of a sudden John Cena came out and they all started doing the you can't see me. Man, I was I was a fan again. That that entrance made me feel some kind. We always talk about feelings. Bully Ray don't have those. But well, except for at the rose, when Camille gave him props. That's true. He he got a little choked up and then he checked himself. I don't have feelings. I don't I don't do that. I don't like these (laughs) bastards. But anyway it goes that entrance made me a fan of John Cena. And I knew him already when he came to, after the match was over, which he did some impressive shit in the match, like the, the him, uh, AA and big show and edge at the same time. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> How can you not like that dude? How can you not like him? So like, that's the that's why I consider it the best entrance that I ever saw. And you know what? The Undertaker had some good ones. Oh my god. You know, CM Punk with the Tummy Guns was good. The um Shawn Michaels coming down from the rafters. Like, I mean, like there was there was tons of matches that were that had great entrances.
3: Did you say? Tommy guns or tummy guns? Because if you said tummy guns, I start thinking of Dreamer. Uh, <laughs> his uh, Tommy's sure. gun Hey, The
2: roast is over. The roast yeah. is over. Yeah, By I the want way, you to I, go ahead and get the That's the last one for the rest of this month. Okay. So no the rest more of this roasting month,
4: Tommy Dreamer. You mean the rest of this week? Hey, quick little <laughs> side note with that. Uh, I helped coordinate that one in Chicago with all the extras. Uh, Cause I worked in the office during that and I helped put all the talent out there. And, you know, CM Punk was there, Colt Cabana. They were all the guys with the uh, machine guns. And the other thing with the entrance with John Cena, his real brother was part of that. And his brother had some health issues. Uh, and it was really important that he was out there. There was uh, a, <clears throat> there was something going on. I, I don't remember completely at the time, but John's real brother was out there. And it was a really, really cool moment.
2: Wow. I I mean, it was, it was, it was the one for me guys. I I don't, I hope that if all of y'all that's watching this podcast, not only go back and watch the, 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 entrance, but go back and watch the match because Paul white. That was the match that, you know, you look at your friends. Paul is like a brother to me and I respect the hell out of John Cena. Uh, I love how much work that he's done, you know, with Peacemaker and all the stuff that he's doing in his life right now. But during that time in 2013, that entrance made me a wrestling fan again. And it's not that I was out of love with wrestling because I wasn't. Um, I was having a good time on my own, but Wow. What a, what a, what a awe inspiring match as well as an entrance.
4: I always thought too, if uh, they redid that entrance, because remember John Cena ran through the guys. Yeah. And if he ran through that and the last guy clotheslined him and they started an angle with whoever that was, I thought that would be an amazing idea.
2: (laughs) You're talking about some heel shit. That's that's definitely some heel shit right there.
4: Anyway.
1: I right, for mine uh I'm going to go to WrestleMania 34 and Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance uh, in his match against AJ Styles, our very good friend and nation member, Nita Strauss, if you remember, played him in. This is, did this amazing guitar solo and then went right into Nakamura's entrance and had the, the line of, of violin players that were playing along with Nakamura. That was fantastic. And honestly, they're using that whole thing that Nita did as, as a gimmick for Nakamura currently right now in the WWE but to have that many people in New Orleans when you think of New Orleans you think of music right away. And I thought that entrance was fantastic. And if you guys remember, uh we had our WrestleMania party the day before and Nita Strauss was one of our guests. At our WrestleMania party, and she came late, and she wouldn't tell us why. It was because she was doing rehearsals for WrestleMania because it was a big secret. She came famous. Yeah, she did. She did, and then she played Nakamura out at WrestleMania 34 in front of over 75,000 fans. So to me, that was a special moment and one of the greatest, if not the greatest, entrants in WrestleMania history.
4: I would, uh, that was a hell of a good one.
3: What there do you go. got, a Dreamer? Uh,
4: for me, it was WrestleMania 20. Uh, Mark had said it before The Undertaker has had some good ones. I know Dave has a lot of favorite Undertaker moments. Uh, for me, I also got to go to the time. Uh, that's when my daughters were born. They were born with some health issues, and I was the lowest I've ever been in my life because my daughters were hanging on to their life and having to be in the NICU. And I missed that WrestleMania, and that would have been a big WrestleMania because it was back at Madison Square Garden. And I could care less about anything. It was the first time I ever put something aside uh, from pro wrestling, and I know that's very, very selfish of me, but I—it's <laughs> not. It's, it's no, 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 I'm saying I always put wrestling in front, except for my daughters. Like okay. this was the first yeah. time I ever realized there's something more to than wrestling, and. I remember seeing the clip and then going and watching it and it kind of brought me back uh, to reality of, and my daughters like were progressively getting better and it just like, cause I was so like, could care less about anything that was going on in the world. And that whole thing, you know, I mean, Kane and the undertaker, they had fought forever, but it starts off with Paul Bearer. You know, and he makes his return and he was like, oh, yes. yes. And then we had the, the guys carrying the torches and those poor guys were probably extras from New York or New Jersey. And they're literally getting their flaming torches. And as they're walking out, the kerosene is dripping on the floor. And, you know, the smoke is billowing through the through the arena. But you could also see they're putting out the fires because these guys are holding legit torches and they're trying not to get burned. You're holding it away. And then my favorite part of it, and it's kind of like when they say the calm before the storm, is uh, the beauty of silence. And nothing happens. They're just holding it. And it's like you're just watching just a bunch of men holding torches and it's, it's pure silence. And um, all of a sudden that first gong, but right before that silence, you could feel like the building like rumbling and then the people just start popping. It's like boiling water. It's simmering, simmering. And then all of a sudden gong and the place explodes And, you know, The Undertaker's music is long, but then when he finally walked out, it was just like this kept on going. And this it just kept going and going, this celebration. uh, We've seen the match before. We've seen the match before on WrestleMania, but it was just now special. And there's also an amazing camera shot of the camera got super tight to one of the guys holding the torches. And you could see The Undertaker walk out from like the smoke and the fire. And it really felt like the undertaker was coming from hell and he was coming to take care of his brother. And it was just like, for me, I was just like, okay, I could, I can love, I don't want to say love something again, but I can move forward Mm -hmm. from what's going on in my personal life by, I, I was distracted and that's what wrestling did. But all those moments were just friggin' magical And if you go back and you watch it and just appreciate it, because we're never going to get to see any, like we're never going to see an Undertaker entrance anymore. Um, Don't think we're going to see a John Cena entrance anymore.
3: Never say never.
4: We're not going to see a Roddy Piper entrance anymore. We'll still get a a Nakamura entrance, but it's it's what we all like fall in love with professional wrestling. I remember when video games first came out, it was all about the entrances. And, you know, for me, that's one of my favorites. I could go list so many. Shane walking out with his sons. Uh, just, there's so, so many. And WrestleMania does it right.
2: Tommy, I mean, this is this is off of wrestling because you just brought it up. What was your favorite entrance to a video game? And I think I bet everybody's is the same. Mm. Mike
4: Tyson punch out. Oh, I'm talking. My life's wrestling. But, yeah, Mike Tyson <laughs> punch out is me. Don, it. Fl- Don <laughs> Flamenco. Well. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was always partial
1: to Starman. Starman. I was Starman. What about, what about Glass Joe? No love for Glass Joe? Glass Joe. <laughs> left, left, right.
4: Left, left, right. Uppercut. I could still know those codes uppercut, in my head.
1: Uppercut.
3: But just the gonna... music. Dave, <laughs> you would be Glass Joe. Mark Henry would be Mike Tyson. Tommy would be the hippo guy. <laughs> I would be oh, Bald on. Bull. <laughs> the Bald, bald, teeny, bald I think, I think, Bull. I think
2: I would be Piston Honda.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make you Tyson. I was putting you over. I was giving you the big spot.
0: <laughs> was there a
1: favorite entrance that you had from this year's WrestleMania, guys? Real quick. Oh, man. Yeah. What's that, Mark?
2: <laughs> Cody Rhodes, man.
1: Yeah, Cody's Cody, it worked, Cody coming
2: work,
1: worked out so much better than it darkness. did on Raw, I'll tell you that much.
3: <laughs> Can I ask you guys an honest question? I gotta yeah. put you on the spot. After Raw, is anybody quote unquote concerned about Cody? I don't know about
4: concerned. Okay. Tommy? I thought it was one hell of a promo, okay. and uh, I, I feel we've seen it with Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. He went out, got over somewhere else, and now we'll have a is more of a commodity. I understand where you're going, but if you look at that and that story he laid out for the table, that's a quest, and I think that's the first the first paragraph of of a of a year long book.
1: Yeah, and Bully kind of reminded me of All In. If you remember, we talked about it a lot. Um, I was excited for the NWA championship between him and Nick Aldis because to see your Rhodes hold an NWA World Heavyweight Championship, that's what I was excited for. So now I'm actually excited for a Rhodes to carry a WWE championship that – his father Dusty was never able to do. So I'm really excited for like what Tommy said could be a year long build if possible.
3: I know we discussed it in depth, Dave, um, over the past, uh, this past Monday and Tuesday, but as I was thinking about it this past week, I'm I'm saying to myself, is the story too much about Dusty and not enough about Cody? I think, I don't think think so. so.
2: I I thought that he said it best at the end of that promo that he's going to do it for this. He's going to do it for that. I'm going to do it for the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. But he said that I am doing it. And when you say that I'm going to do something, that means I'm going to exceed what came before me. I'm going to do what my dad didn't get to do. And the one thing that they he didn't do, that every Stone Cold Steve Austin-esque type of character was able to do is to say, I'm going to stick it to the man. You're going to respect me. You're going to understand that you missed the boat. I'm back. But don't mean I forgot. And now people will be like, holy shit. Like, you can put the the wheels of everything that happened with Stone Cold, you can do against against Cody to try to stop him from being Stone Cold Steve Austin, to stop him from being Cody Rhodes. And I think that's going to be a great story, especially if they stick to it. And and Austin Theory is going to have his run in there to try to keep Cody from being who he wants to be. And who else is going to be one of those pawns that Vince puts in front of him?
4: That, if you're going to tell a story, that's the story you should tell. WrestleMania delivered for everybody. Uh, to answer your question, there's a lot of people that are over. There's a lot of people that – um. Steve Austin's entrance. That's a pop. That's what Bully and Mark uh, have experienced. And I've experienced when you're standing across somebody in the ring and the building starts shaking. That was an explosion. That was my favorite entrance because it's it's energy and it's all, you know, energy that we haven't felt in a long time.
1: Bully, your favorite entrance from WrestleMania this year? Uh, Mine is easy. It's Austin. You, you can't, you can't Hard top to beat. it.
3: I mean, I, I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed Cody's. I, I I really did. But the the barometer, the be all and end it all is Stone Cold Steve Austin's music. It's the measuring stick for me. And to get to hear it one more time, to get to see it, um, the the, the beers, the the everything about it is just so damn cool. And uh, I mean, like Edge had a great entrance. I loved Bianca Belairs. Bel- Bel- I mean, uh, Becky's was cool. There was a lot of uh, Charlotte's, a, yep. a lot of them. Um, but you, you can't compete with Steve Austin. Steve is, to me,
1: it, he's it's a Mount the, Rushmore be, guy. It's, it's the is. be all, end all is, of entrances. Right. It really is. And maybe one of the Can biggest I, pops ever at WrestleMania was the pop he got on Saturday night. That was amazing. And, by the and way, you know,
3: I did
4: this whole frigging podcast with peanut butter on my cheek, and none of you tell me. Is that normal? That's that not uncommon.
3: You always have food we're, hanging we're, off one of your chins. That's not we're uncommon.
1: We're, wow, <laughs> not my that cheek. was a shot. That was two shots thrown. Mark throw throws them, them just over! Mark, then I don't know you if that was then peanut butter, by the way. I just
4: ate it, and it's really hard.
1: All right, anyway, I'll leave that one alone. Guys, guys, Child LaGreca. pee <laughs> Dick Murdoch. Dick Slater. Um, uh, uh, again, thank you for joining Busted Opens the Master's Class. Killer Carl each Cox. And every, <laughs> each and every each and every Sunday. Dirty right here. Dick Make, Slater. And Dirty Dick Murdoch, the hardliners. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe, comment. All right, and if, and if you if you like what you hear, make sure you listen to our daily show We're Monday through Saturday, nine a.m. to noon Eastern time on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel One Fifty Six. Guys, I'll talk to you next week right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Balon. Special thanks the Sirius XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Collins and Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.